to the Pineapple Couch with B-Rob. This is episode 57. We're going to be recapping uh, NFL Week 9. Damn, that sucks. It's all it's it's going by so fast. Uh, got a great lineup of guests today. We have the usual crew, Andrew. Um, I got so thrown off by calling Andrew Andrew instead of Big Dog. That just totally threw me off. But yeah, we got Big Dog. We got Christo. We got Kyle. We got Josh. And as previously teased on last podcast... Uh, Eric Robinson has joined the Pineapple Couch for tonight's uh, Sunday pod. Eric, how are you doing? I'm great. Great. Got to watch a long day of football at Brian's house and uh, really enjoyed my time there. Yep, as he bet pretty much against all my picks and had a great day. <laughs> uh, Christo, how do you feel about Eric joining us on this Sunday night? Well, Hello. um not too thrilled we can't we can't be giving people like this platform so we gotta we gotta be a little bit more selective with our guests from here on out yeah uh, i will say my my record percentage is higher than chris's at 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 this moment how you pick four (laughs) games and you think you're some sort of good guy three and one 75 percent we'll have nine this game nine games this week i realized i bet bet on 77 games Best bet was. <laughs> I was like, oh, Jesus, Brian. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, gentlemen. Sunday night football recap. Uh, Josh, I think you texted us this earlier. When was the last time we got a good Sunday night football game? I mean, what the fuck? Obviously, it's... last week was a shit show. This week's supposed to be a great game. Josh, it was terrible. It was 38 to 3 Saints. Yeah. No, um, I don't think it's been good since uh, the Seahawks. Played, uh, I think the Vikings game was pretty close, right? I think that was the last time we had like a decent Sunday night football. But other than that, I mean, it's been like what the NFC East showcase, uh, you know, and then the, tonight was just fucking terrible. I don't know what the fuck is going on with like premier games that are supposed to be really good and they just never live up to the billing this year. Think of the Chiefs, Ravens, and uh. Uh, that's actually all I can think of at the moment. But well, I mean, then... tonight the Saints Buccaneer. What the hell was that? It was the worst exactly. loss Brady's ever had. Yeah, is he... it statistic proven? Like, is that factual? I think it was the worst, biggest blow he's ever had. It was like thirty-eight to three. They had four rushes for nine yards or something crazy like that. It was terrible. Okay, so well, let's get let's get right into this game. I'll go to you, Kyle. Um, are you worried about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? I mean, that was. That was a pretty alarming game for them, for sure. I mean, that offensive line got demolished by the Saints defensive line, who has not been spectacular this year. Mm-hmm. Um, that was my biggest concern, was how much Tom Brady was on the ground, because he is, you know, 42, 43, a little bit more fragile than most quarterbacks in the league right now. And the fact they did add Antonio Brown and still couldn't get any offense going was also very concerning. And I don't know if that falls on Bruce Arians or if that's Tom Brady, but... For me, picking that team as number two for the past like three weeks, man, that was really eye-opening for me. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. Christo, are, on the other hand, are the Saints, they kind of got off to, they had a couple bad performances, I guess, after beating the Bucks in week one. Are the Saints legit? Like, are we, are the Saints, you think, now the favorite in the NFC South? Are you taking them seriously? I don't think they're the favorite, but... Um... It was definitely impressive what they did today. Um, but you can't run the, the – I think the the Bucks literally ran the ball four times, which was the least rushes in an NFL game in the history of the NFL. Um, 
there, there's been six teams before that have rushed the ball for six times, and that was a previous record. And now the Bucks have broken that record with four rushes. So um, the, the, the Saints knew what was coming the entire time. And, uh, you know, we mentioned on the preview pod last week, uh, I picked the Saints plus four, and um, my thought was that they get they get much better pressure on the quarterback than people give them credit for, and that was a big issue today with the Bucks. Is they were mm-hmm. coming right up the middle with pressure, and they were unable to handle it. So um, it'll be interesting to see how they hold up moving forward. But I don't I don't think uh, I don't think the Bucks are like you know completely dead at this point. I just think uh, you know game plan wasn't set up correctly to take to you know play to the weaknesses of the Saints. Yeah, and I I remember this part. It was either in the third or fourth quarter where there was a sack on Brady, but a penalty called it back. And I believe like two or three straight more possessions, he got sacked again. And you don't really see that that often with Tom Brady. And I didn't really notice that, that they rushed it four times, but that makes a hell of a lot of sense because the Saints were just sitting on everything. Right. And maybe they got a little too pass-happy with their weapons. They wanted to do that, but it was just a, a very poor performance. Um, so... Next thing I want to talk about before we go into our players, anyone else have anything else on that game, though? Anybody see anything out of Antonio Brown? A few good snacks. Yeah, he didn't really do anything. Yeah, it was hard to get a judge of anything, really. From I mean, it's crazy seeing that team put up three points. We have Godwin, Evans, and Antonio Brown. (laughs) Big big dog. I was just going to say, like, Chris alluded, like, this is a get-right week. For the Saints, and they yep. kind of usually do this where they start picking up momentum towards the end of the season, and that's probably kind of what they did. But I also don't want to like overthrow the Buccaneers like we kind of did right. a month ago because this <laughs> is Tom Brady and they're going to bounce back. It's the same thing. Yeah. Good points. Good points. Um. So I guess this leads us right into our next topic. I want to do. It's come. What do we know about the NFL this season? And um. Eric, can you not teams. drink ice out of your glass on the pod? He's please? literally <laughs> chewing ice cubes and his mouth is full. Unbelievable. Jesus Christ. Unbelievable. I'll just hang up now. <laughs> um, to be on here. Okay, so. <laughs> other than we know that Eric has literally just pulled maybe the most asinine move I've, I've ever seen in the history of the pineapple couch. That was insane. <laughs> uh, but uh, what do we know about the NFL? Um, so I'll start with two statements and then um, someone follow me up, jump in. Um, I'll go to Big Dog and then we'll just circle it around. Um, so obviously I think the chiefs are good. Patrick Mahomes makes them the favorite at that point. That is my simple. That's what we know. It's simple, but we know that big dog. What do, what do you know? What do we know that we're, we can hang our hats on? Um, I mean, obviously the chiefs and like the Steelers weren't really sloppy, but they're undefeated still. I would also say that I, I know the Ravens are my lock this week, but I was terrified until like the third or fourth quarter. They were doing their <laughs> offense thing where they could not they could not throw a ball and everything. And I, I really am starting to fade this team. I know they won today and they beat Phil, but that was, you know, no offense, more courtesy of Phil. Phil had an awful day today. Hey, Andrew and I were texting actually last night about how confident we felt in the Ravens oh, today. So, so you guys confident. are such... <laughs> Douchebag. <laughs> sex privately. We don't hurt your feelings in public. And oh, we just, yeah, we didn't want to. We didn't just bring it up publicly. Okay. Like, 
Kyle, they're not the same team from last year. I like that big dog. <laughs> Kyle, what do you know? Um, you kind of actually took it from me. I mean, through all of this, you know, the top five teams have been kind of bouncing around a bit between, you know, the Steelers had a rough showing today. Uh, Buccaneers lost, Seattle lost. But the one thing that has remained constant all season long is that the Chiefs have been number one. And that hasn't really changed at all during the season. And I think that's the one thing we can say is for sure right now is that the Chiefs still are the favorite. And I, I really don't know if there's that many people that are that close to them at this point. I, I agree. I think they've, I mean, just, it it gets repetitive talking about Patrick Mahomes, but that offense can just put points on the board, obviously, so quickly. And they're, I've seen some stuff out of their defense this year. Um, obviously, not the best today, but uh, some stuff. Uh, Josh, do you have anything else to add to this? Yeah, um, <clears throat> I think, uh, I'm surprised nobody said it, but we know the Jets are fucking terrible, also. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, are... they haven't even played yet. We still know they suck. So. <laughs> <laughs> Legitimate uh, chance to go 0-16. There's only been a handful of teams to ever do that. Um, I they're, they're one in, what is it, how many games have they played so far? Eight, I think now, so far? Give or take? Yeah, they're, they're, one, in, they're, yeah, they're one in seven against the spread. Um, despite the fact Vegas keeps adjusting. However, it is trending upwards because uh, last week, I think they that was the week they they beat, they beat their spread. But so the Jets are fucking bad. Is, hey, is Josh, I have a question for you. Yeah. If you had to guess how many points the Jets have scored all season, what would uh-huh. your guess be? Um, it's got to be over 100, right? Like, that would be embarrassing. I don't know. Maybe, no? All right, let's go. Let's go with 80. Eight. 94. 94. Oh 94 points all season. Oh They've allowed 238. <laughs> <laughs> Some advanced analytics. Um, Christo, do you have anything to add to this? Josh, that was a great point. Um, so it's kind of a like a view of the league as a whole. I feel like after this week, um, it kind of looks like everybody's vulnerable and I don't know what it is, whether it's the, you know, the injuries to a lot of key players throughout the league. I don't know if it's, you know, less prep time with COVID or what it is, but uh, like, it just seems like everybody's a little bit vulnerable in one way or another. And it could have just been, you could chalk the Sunday night game up to a, to a, you know, mismanagement of game plan or, or, or whatever. But um there, there's just like I feel like there's ways that you can attack a team, and if you're a smart enough coach and you're able to create a game plan that attacks the weaknesses, that it doesn't matter if, if the Steelers go into the playoffs completely undefeated. There's ways that you can attack them differently um, and make them a little bit more vulnerable, like you saw today with Garrett fucking Gilbert. Uh, it looked like an actual professional quarterback <laughs> against Pittsburgh, and they've been the, one of the best defenses. All year, so uh, that that was a big takeaway I have. And then uh, the other takeaway is uh, it kind of feeds into uh, a segment that we'll be doing in the future, so I won't speak too much on it, but the Dolphins are fucking good. Yeah, that, that I agree with that. Eric, before we go to our players of the day, anything to add to what what do you know, Eric, that you're confident in going forward in this NFL? Not season? much. I'm surprised no one has said this yet, but we know the Chargers are going to lose every game in the last play of the game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, dude, you, you can just log off. 
<laughs> this motherfucker. Pours, Ryan. What a rain of fucking pours. My God. I'm talking to Eric last night, and he go. He, I'm. He's talking to someone about what his favorite sports teams would be, and he goes something like, "Well, I don't really have a team in the NFL, but it would be. It would be the Chargers." And then I fist bump him, and he immediately goes, "But I have the Raiders money line tomorrow." <laughs> <"Fuck> <laughs> <you."> <laughs> I'm reasonable. I'm this reasonable. is smart guy. This is smart guy. Uh, I, I, I am who quite the, emotional. Who do the Steelers have to beat to get some respect around here? I mean, they beat the Ravens, they beat the Titans. There's some sloppy wins, but they're I mean, they're still right. undefeated. Yeah, say, I mean, you can't you can't count them out as the top team in the NFL right now? I mean, the Chiefs are probably better, Chiefs. but until they beat the Chiefs, still the number one seed right now. Yeah, good, cool. Eric. Excellent input. Uh, thank you. Um, I will go now to uh, Christo with our first. Uh, we're going to start doing this every Sunday night. Player of the day, Chris, who caught your eye this football Sunday? Um, well, first of all, I, I like to say uh, as well, speaking of the Chargers, um, uh, I believe uh, I, I laid out exactly what the scenario was in Indianapolis today. Phil Rivers with the ball with a minute and 13 seconds left. Down two scores with no timeouts. And what happened? That exact thing happened this week. Unbelievable. So you can chalk that up to the things we'll know. That Phil's going to be out of timeouts before there's six minutes left in the fourth quarter. And he's going to have to go 90 yards running five yards listens to this podcast. You guys are just tracking. (laughs) God, Phil, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Chris, go on. Um, So... Due to the day is Josh Allen. Um, oh, put it in, baby. Put it in. Yeah, he was absolute, He was an absolute stud today. Um, just he, he, he threw for like over 400 yards. Um, you know, he was dynamic out of the pocket. It was just absolutely incredible. And, and I know the Hawks defense isn't great, but he hung a 40-burger up. And like the the Bills, what did the Bills? Kyle, you always say it. What did the Bills score against the Jets? Was it six field six goals? Six field goals. Six field goals. Oh my Jets. goodness! And, and I just feel like he he kind of returned to the guy that w- that we saw at the start of the year. So that, that that was that'll be interesting to see moving forward if he can keep up doing what he did today on a consistent basis because he was a freaking animal out there today. Yeah, that's a great take. You definitely got some stallion music under you while you're uh, <laughs> saying that. I will go next to Kyle. Kyle, who was your uh, standout player of the day? Um, let's try and differentiate it. Um, I know Josh Allen did go off, but if you uh, if you can differentiate it, if not, I don't really care. We'll see how it Josh goes. Allen was. Yeah, Josh Allen was definitely on my list, but maybe this is a little bit recency bias. But I got to go with Drew Brees. I mean, his wins this year have not been convincing. He's won by one score to a lot of teams that aren't good. There were whispers from talking heads on ESPN about wanting to throw Jameis Winston in there, get gets him some action, see what he can do. And then today he came out and showed that he still deserves to be the quarterback. He can't throw the ball downfield, but what he can do, these little, like, short little throws, it, it works. Like, it works, I guess. And, like, I guess he doesn't mm-hmm. need to throw the ball downfield. He still gets the offense going, even though he's only throwing it, you know, five yards every time. But they beat the Buccaneers 38-3 to today. So, And he had four touchdowns, uh, really good accuracy. So credit to him. 
Yeah, and he Those also has Brady on the touchdown thing because they keep passing <laughs> each other, you know? <laughs> he, this was the first time in a while that he's had his full receiving core as well. So right. maybe, I mean, Mike Thomas, this was, what, his second game of the season? I forget how many games. He got, hurt in, the fir- he got hurt in the first quarter of the first game. Yeah. Or the second then, quarter. So there you go. So maybe this is a sign of what's to come with with Emmanuel Sanders and Mike Thomas both operating at full cylinder or all cylinders. Mm-hmm. Josh, why don't you just keep going and give us your player of the sure. week? I'm gonna go with Josh Allen's teammate on the other side of the ball with uh, AJ Klein, who's kind of a kind of a reach. He uh, he fucking lit it up in the stat sheet. Um, started off, he recovered a fumble, which is always fucking good. Uh, he had five tackles total five solo tackles but two sacks and four four quarterback hits on russell wilson he's an absolute monster they just weren't blocking him i don't know what the fuck is going on with seattle's offensive line but he was he was an absolute maniac he was looking like the best defensive player on the field uh with tredavious white yeah i mean he was limited but yeah aj klein is is my uh he's he's kind of a a what an outside pick for that. So. I like that. I like that. Um, I mean, certainly we don't, we'll talk about this in a bit. We don't see days like that from Russell Wilson that often. Um, Eric, we'll go to you and then we'll go to big dog and then I'll finish it off. Eric, who is your player of the day? Uh, mine will probably be a little bit out of pocket, but I'm going to go with Dalvin cook. These past oh, two God weeks. Damn has it. been really strong. That was mine too. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all I had written down. That's all I have to say. Please move forward. <laughs> Okay, well, to go off, Eric, um, he just got to say Dalvin Cook. Um, Dalvin Cook had 206 yards on the ground, uh, two touchdowns. He, uh, I believe last week, Andrew, he was definitely over 200 yards all purpose. He might have been over 200 yards on the ground last week as well. He is just a fucking animal. Kind of a meaningless game. The Vikings aren't going to do much, but Dalvin Cook, a nice reminder of how he's one of the best running backs in the NFL and uh, just a a friendly reminder to everyone out there. Dalvin Cook is freakishly good in Madden. Just freakishly good every year. Um, Chris? Uh, yeah, I just wanted to throw a uh, an honorable mention into the dudes of the week. Um, and uh, I know he gets way more airtime than he should on every time they're on national television. But uh, Taysom Hill was was a monster today, too. They averaged four more yards of play when he was it, it, when he was playing on offense than they did without him, and he lined up at every position on the offensive side of the ball um, during the game except for offensive line. So I just thought that was pretty interesting that they averaged four more yards. He, they averaged eight yards of play when he was on the field. Yeah, um, so I'll actually follow you up with a former teammate of his because um, I was going to say Dalvin Cook, but uh, I know the Panthers lost to the Chiefs today in a close battle, but I, Teddy Bridgewater, my God, that dude's good. So many completions when Eric and I were watching, it was like, damn, they keep they covered, obviously. Um, but he also had the ballsy uh, jump slash dive to get the first down. Um, and I think a lot of people underestimated Teddy Bridgewater coming in this year, and obviously the Panthers aren't that great, but I think... He's a quality starting quarterback in the NFL, so uh, shout out to him. Andrew, um, do you want to have a player of the day? Or it was Dalvin like- Cook. It was the same thing because he was on the fantasy team, 200 yards, average a first down every time he touched the ball. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we'll just go straight to you. Who's your team of the day, Big Dog? Going to the Dolphins, baby. They're, they're coming we for can the do for the AFC East. Um, they're coming for the AFC East. Tua looked a lot better today. I mean, they're still... 
you know, work to be done there. But their defense scored a touchdown. They're well coached. The Cardinals are a good team. And, I mean, the Dolphins won. And, they were, and the line moved from three and a half today. I bet it, and it was six points when I got it today. It was six points. Josh and I were texting about it. We were kind of pissed, but it worked out for us. All right, Josh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to continue because the Dolphins are also my team of the week. Uh, Andrew and I were the only ones with faith here, and uh, I actually took the money line. That's how ballsy I was about this Dolphins team. Wow. Uh, To the Cardinals' credit, they looked great. Tua looked better. I'm just kidding. Actually, Kyler Murray played out of his mind, and honestly, he should have came through with the win. I think it was just a uh, missed kick at the end was was just a heartbreaker. But let's go Dolphins, though. I think it's this was a a really um, season-changing win. I mean, I, I guess the Rams was as well, but I think they, they seriously have a shot at the AFC East. And um, Yeah, okay. I'm gonna, you guys spot. are zigging. I'm going to zag. Because, yes, that was a great win for the Dolphins today, but... And you're, you guys, everyone's talking about, oh, they're coming for the AFC East. Well, like, gentle reminder that the Bills are 7-2, and two, just hung up 40 points on Russell Wilson and the Seahawks and beat them by 10, and we're really in control that whole game. Josh Allen looked incredible. I like what I'm seeing out of the Dolphins, and I understand why you guys are doing that, but my team of the week was the Bills. They had been sliding down the last couple <laughs> weeks. Even me, Big Stallion, I was, like, a little worried what I was seeing. And so a game like this, um, that they're my team of the week, or team of the day, I guess, uh, Christo, um, I had the I had the Dolphins as well, um, but since they both went with the Finns, uh, I'm gonna do uh, the Saints. And it was it's kind of going right off of what Big Dog was saying is that I don't think what like you know whatever forty to three or whatever the score ended up being. Um, I don't think the Bucks are that bad, but man, it just really shows you what the Saints can do, and and and. Kamara didn't play most of the game because because they they didn't really need him. They just wanted they need they could rest him, you know. And the other interesting thing too is that uh, you know Kyle was going talking about how Drew Brees has just been dinking and dunking um, down the field, which he continued to do quite a bit today. But he had 130 yards when he threw a ball 10 yard, 10 yards or further. Um, and, and he was at like uh, ten of thirteen passing when he when he threw it more than ten yards. So they found some sort of way to open it up down the field a little bit more, um, which kind of shows me that I think the Saints are moving in the right direction. And obviously, you know, allowing three points to the Bucks, their defense did a great job today too. Mm-hmm. Kyle, we'll go straight to you. So obviously, all the good teams are taken. So I'm going to do a complete zag here and go with the New York Football Giants. No. They showed showed some balls in the fourth quarter. They picked off Alex Smith twice in the last three minutes of the game to shut it out. Not only that, but Daniel Jones, the turnover king, the turnover crown, did not turn over the ball today. Fumbled a couple times. Fumbled a couple. Was a little sketchy, but he did not turn over (laughs) the ball. So credit to the the Giants today. It was, uh, honestly, I hate to say it, but kind of an impressive win for them. Which is certainly they beat the Redskins, Kyle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but that shows how low the did it it show more balls than Ron Rivera coming back from cancer (laughs) or Alex Smith coming back from that knee injury. Josh, I'm sorry, Kyle. Full blown Washington football team fanatic, (laughs) Kyle. I actually was thinking about. I think that because the the Giants on Monday night really showed some fight against that Bucks team. 
Um, so maybe some positive mo- momentum in New York. Big Dog, you, and then we'll go to Eric. Danny Jones is 3-0 against the Washington football team. He's 1-16 versus <laughs> everyone else. Wait, so he's 1-16 versus everyone else and 3-0 and so versus... you know, from Big Cat. He tweeted that earlier today. And I thought it was oh, hilarious. my God. All right, Rick, Eric. Uh, Big Cat three and Big and w- Dog. 3-1 <laughs> and one in your debut. Um, what was your team of the day? Well, you guys took them all. I was going to say the, the Dolphins, then I was going to move the Saints, and then the third option was definitely the Giants. Um, <laughs> uh, I'd have, probably have to say the Bills. I thought the Bills really handled the Seahawks pretty well. I mean, they had a few sketchy games these last couple of weeks, scraping by the Patriots and the Jets with six with six field goals. But yeah, they handled the, the Seahawks defense really well, and uh, that was my one loss of the week. So I got to say the Bills surprised me. All right, all right, gentlemen. Now let's move into, we're just going to go, break down these games bit by bit um and then um josh can you actually pull up the records of everyone so we can look at afc nfc playoff picture at the end of the pod oh the standings yeah yeah thank you my friend um all right so first game we're gonna get into uh a painful game for andrew and myself uh chargers raiders 31 26 win for the oakland raiders a um heartbreaking loss per usual for the chargers just I mean, folks, I'm running out of words. It's just, it's breaking my heart every week. And it's just, it's, it just, just Brian, sucks. The first thing I heard today, I got in the car, I was driving, and I was like, oh, there's a snap. It's held well. It's fine. And it's just right. The first kick of the day is missed a field goal by Michael Badgley. And then you just knew. You knew after that it was going to be the same game that we've seen forever. And then before we go to Chris and Kyle and they can gloat and enjoy their victory, I just want to say, how classic Chargers is it? For them, when they go score with Herbert, and then he gets hurt, so he has to miss the two-point conversion to tie the game, and they have to bring in Tyrod Taylor. It was just like, and of he course. like broke two tackles, and, and then they trade drilled. fucking King. <laughs> they trade Desmond high. King Jr., our punt returner, and then it's in the fourth quarter. They're punting it to the. They're, we're getting the ball back, and I'm just like, this motherfucker's gonna drop it, and he does. And there, it's just, <laughs> it's maddening. Right, for, like, for one minute, it didn't feel real, but for one minute, I, t- I was like, oh, my God. And we texted, like, Herbert, they actually got a game-winning touchdown drive. I was nope. jumping up Cold and down, back. and then it was terrible. Um, Thank God. All right, for Chris and Kyle, time. just go fuck yourselves. Kyle, Kyle, speak to me, brother. Speak to me. <laughs> um, all I got to say, first thing I got to say is that catch at the end was nowhere even close to being a catch. The guy dropped the ball. And they called it a touchdown. That was a horrendous call. <laughs> I just I wanted to believe. They just did it for us, Kyle. You're welcome. I mean, yeah. it <laughs> they felt call. really bad for the Chargers. Yeah, Brian was jumping they, around his apartment in celebration. It was, <laughs> it was hilarious one, to watch. One big takeaway I do have from that game on the Raiders front is um, I cannot believe that Nelson Aguilar is our best receiver. <laughs> like the, the past like three or four weeks, he's easily been our best receiver. And then on top of that, he had two receptions today. Our best receiver had two receptions, so a little bit concerning there. Um, what you were saying, Brian, that two-point conversion with Tyrod Taylor. Nick Kwiatkowski, however, however you pronounce that guy's name, absolutely stuck Tyrod Taylor at the two-yard line. That was a hell of a hit. Um, but overall, satisfied with the win. It was a close one, but I'll take it. Okay, Chris. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, it was obviously <laughs> a, it was a very uh, it was a very exciting game um, for Kyle and I. But um, I'm, you know, I know the Chargers have been pretty good on offense, but I'm still I've still got a few concerns with uh, with the Raiders' defense. Um, it just, you know, I don't trust the schemes that Paul Gunther's putting together. Um, they're just not getting enough pressure on the quarterback. They're not covering as well as they should in the secondary. It's just kind of a mess on defense, but, um, cars looked, cars look great this year and that's, that's been good, but definitely need to clean. (laughs) Yeah. Definitely need to clean, you know, a few things up on the back end in the secondary, um, moving forward if they want any shot at all to making it to the playoffs. Right now, uh, theoretical gun to your guys' head, are the Raiders making the playoffs, Kyle, Chris? Yes, no doubt. Wow, the, no doubt. The oh. in, in, Indy losing today was big because yeah, the, was big. the Raiders and Indy still have to play later this season. And basically, the Ravens are going to get that first wild card spot, no doubt. So it's basically going to be between potentially the Dolphins, too, but Indy and Las Vegas. So you guys are saying that there's a chance that Philip Rivers – might no, get to Raiders, not let no. oh, the Raiders get to the playoffs. I'm back in on Phil. <laughs> he might let them. I, I don't know, Andrew. I, give me a day. I'll, I'll talk to him. We'll see. He's a little hurt. He texted me. Um, <laughs> um, all right. Uh, okay, let's go to the next game, and I'll start with Josh and Eric. Um, we'll go to Josh and then Eric. Bill Seahawks, uh, Josh Allen, many of your guys' players of the day, 415 yards through the air, three touchdowns, a rushing TD as well. They look electric. Josh, for this game, do you take this more of, okay, yeah, the Bills are legit. They are kind of what we thought they were in the beginning of the season, a legit team. Or is this, wow, I'm actually really worried about the Seattle Seahawks, like, secondary. Um, Yeah, I mean, I I think I'm going to go more worried about Seahawks. I mean, we knew how bad this defense was, obviously, but uh, they just got Jamal Adams back in this game. He was barely, his presence was barely felt. Um, I have real concerns going up against this is probably one of the better teams they've played so far this season. And they, you know, they floundered uh, and, and any real playoff chance. I don't really like the Seahawks team, unfortunately, anymore. I, I still like Russell and I still think he's going to throw up enough um, points on the board that it's not maybe not even going to matter. But he had four turnovers today and uh, two picks and two fumbles. And that's just isn't going to cut it. Maybe mm-hmm. without those four turnovers, though, maybe it's enough even to to get past uh, a shootout in Josh Allen. But yeah, I'm definitely worried about the um, about the Seahawks. Honestly, Eric, uh, are the Seahawks still the best team in the? Do you still think they're the best team in the NFC? I definitely don't think so. After a f- the last three games we've watched from them, um, I mean, was Chris Carson was out today, right? Too, and so they didn't yeah. have a strong mm-hmm. run game. Um, but no, I mean, I think it was a strong showing from the bills and yeah, the Seahawks are kind of dwindling a little bit. Um, unfortunately I didn't get to see much of that game cause red zone never, never cut to them, but, uh, yeah, well, you have two TVs, Eric. Okay. But what I'll say to you, Eric, then is it, I think you bring up a good point with the Seahawks. It's kind of you you don't know if they're the number one team in the NFC, but kind of a counter. It's like, who is? 
what we saw from the Bucks tonight, stuff we've seen from the Saints this year. Is it the Packers? I, I mean, Andrew and I have loved to call the Packers frauds. So I'll go to you, Eric. Just, I mean, out of those teams, who would you take? And then um, we'll go around the room. So we'll go Andrew, Chris, Kyle, Josh. Best team in the NFC. I mean, I'm surprised you didn't you didn't keep uh, you didn't say the Giants in that list of teams. But uh, just I would have <laughs> I would have to say that's tough. That's really tough. I mean, after tonight, just because I have a short memory, I'd probably have to say the Saints. They looked really good against the Bucks. They absolutely shut out the Bucks, and uh, haven't really seen too too many great things from the Seahawks and the Packers. Mm-hmm. Big dog. Uh, I'm still going to stick with the Seahawks because I think by the time, you know, I mean, every team goes through a three or four week stretch that they kind of suck. I think that's the stretch. And I mean, they don't have Chris Carson. I think a Pete Carroll defense, even though the Seahawks are really bad when it comes playoff times is good enough. And then when you have Russell Wilson, you still have a shot every single chance. Yeah, I'm totally with you on the Seahawks, big dog. And another thing, it's kind of like what we were talking about. With like when we were talking about who's the number one team in the league, things we know, it's like okay, the Chiefs they have Patrick Mahomes, so that like that's why I trust him. And then when you look at the NFC, it kind of like I know Brady's there and and Rodgers, but it's kind of Russell Wilson's to that point where it's like okay, well they have Russell Wilson, so right. that kind of makes him the favorite. Chris, yeah, I'm with the Seahawks, and uh, I, I think it it was a total uh, a total anomaly what happened today. I don't I think it was just kind of a fluke deal in, in my opinion. Uh, I think, uh, you know, not having Chris Carson is a big deal, but the Seahawks are a pass-first offense, and they're completely based off of the pass. Um, and with that being said, the reason they're so effective on the ground is because since they're opening everything up over the top and just the threat of Russ rolling out of the pocket um, or escaping the pocket when it's collapsing and rushing for six yards, seven yards, uh, even if it's not a designed quarterback run um, – it, you know, it just it, it, it makes the defense a little bit more wary to the pass, and that's what opens thing, things up on the ground. I think there's been a couple of games this year where Chris Carson's had like 12, maybe 15 carries, and he's gotten 100, 110 yards, a couple of touchdowns because the passing offense has opened things up underneath so much for that offense. Um, and whether it's Chris Carson or DJ Dallas or Travis Homer or whoever's Carlos Hyde, whoever's in the backfield there, um, I, you know, I think it's fine. The defense is a little bit of a concern to me. Um, like Josh said, you know, Jamal Adams being back today didn't seem to make too much, um, of a difference, but I, I really still think the Seahawks are the best team in the NFC. And, and, um, and I think today was just kind of a, a fluke deal. If you played this game 10 times, this would happen one out of those 10 times, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Kyle? You know, I, I'm going to go with the Saints. Um, they've beaten the Buccaneers twice, who have pretty much been, you know, consensus top two, top three in the NFC this whole time. They they definitely, you know, they've been missing their weapons. I think, Andrew, you had mentioned that earlier. They've missed their weapons all season. And today's the first real look of here's what happens when they have all the weapons together. I mean, I thought they were going to put up 35 in the first half. Like, I thought they were going to score one more touchdown before halftime. Additionally, I thought the defense looked – completely electric today they were energized they were ready to go uh, uh Lattimore was absolutely on one today he was having a really great game I just think that if that defense can kind of keep up that same energy and that same desire to like want to keep doing what they're doing and punch the other guy in the mouth that that and the Saints team ends up being pretty complete with that defense 
behaving like the way it was today. I I I like I respect the Saints. They're kind of a dark horse pick. I mean, may, maybe by the end of this week they won't be dark horses anymore. But I respect that, Josh. Yeah. Also, uh, the Saints are on a five game win streak right now, and that's the second highest in the league behind obviously the Steelers since they're technically on an eight game win streak. But mm-hmm. um, so again, <laughs> trending upwards there. Uh, I'm still gonna go Seahawks, even though I'm I'm gonna kind of contradict myself here. I still, uh, to what everyone said, obviously Russell Wilson, they're the second highest scoring team in the league, just behind the Chiefs. And if that holds true, then I still think that they're, they're this offense is still fucking incredible. And I think offense still somewhat wins out in any kind of close game. You have Russell mm-hmm. Wilson. It, it doesn't really matter. Um, yeah, hopefully their their defense can get together. But I think the Saints, it's closer than I want because the Saints, and honestly, maybe even the Packers, I think, are nipping at their heels now. Um, mm. And I, it, it's it's worrisome. Come, I, I want to see another big game from the Seahawks against one of those contender teams again. Yeah, um, so let's look at a big game um, in terms of uh, NFC uh, playoff implications as well as AFC. Um a lot of uh, your guys' team of the um, it was the Dolphins beat the Cardinals 34-31. to 31. Tua opened it up a little. We got to see more. Andrew, you've been high on both the Cardinals and Dolphins all year. Um, I, apo- I want to apologize to my friend Tyler Hartford for taking the Cardinals as my lock. That is probably why they lost. Um, Andrew, walk us through this game, and then we'll just go around the room like, what? How how do you leave this game feeling about both teams? I mean, the Cardinals have played the past two or three weeks. They kind of like turned the ball over like they did early, and there's always kind of a touchdown scored against them. Um, it seems like Kyler makes a lot of good plays, but there's still one or two where he has a pick here and there, and it's like, God damn it. I think the defense is pretty good, but I still just kind of see him as a wild card team. They'll get knocked out in the first round, but that would be a lot for the Cardinals. And then for the Dolphins, um, I really think there's a way if the Bills just continue the tradition of being the Bills, that the Bills will choke this and the Dolphins can win out and just ride this to a hype. Because he looked a lot better today than he did a week ago. And if he can continue getting better like Burrow and Herbert, I don't see why this team, I really don't, I don't see what stops them. What do you guys think? Kyle? Did you you Uh, Kyle? Yeah, my big takeaway was Xavier Howard this game. Um, He was on DeAndre Hopkins the whole time, and DeAndre Hopkins had a season low of both catches and receiving yards. Um, So I think that this this Dolphins defense is for real. Um, I know I doubted them, but you got to hand to Brian Flores. He's kind of taken that Bill Belichick mentality and really brought it to Miami, which I'm sure is Belichick's nightmare, having Miami now be one of the more (laughs) dominant teams in the NFC East. Yeah, um, uh, Josh, what are you feeling about this Cardinals team going forward? Because we talked a lot about how this was huge for the Dolphins. The Cardinals did keep it close, though. Yeah, we're going to talk think... about playoff picture later, but go ahead, Cardinals. What is your takeaway? Yeah, honestly, I still really like the Cardinals. I mean, I know this game was really fucking close, and like I said earlier, uh, a missed kick. It was a fifty-yarder, pretty makeable for Zane Gonzalez. And it was it was fucking short, which is weird too. Perfectly accurate, but for a fifty yarder to be short, it was just kind of odd. I haven't seen that in a while. Um, Chargers game. 
True. Good point. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, like I said again earlier, Kyler Murray, uh, his his statue was great. He looked great. He made a play almost every time. He was great on the ground. I was pissed because I had Chase Edmonds in my fantasy team this uh, this week. But um, yeah, he was incredible, I thought. Um, their offense is still great, and Buda Baker is legitimately probably the best safety in the league, I'd say. Probably him or Jamal Adams and... Minka. Uh, uh, Minka, yeah, that's Fitzpatrick. Um, yeah, I, I still think they're they're probably the second best team in the NFC West now, now especially since the Niners are probably dead in the water. I think yeah. there's too many injuries. They're definitely uh-huh. better than the Rams. So I think I like them for a wild card spot easily. You All say right, that again. So they're better than the Rams. Better than the Rams. Rams. They're so. better than the Rams. Um, I saw something on Instagram today about it was basically like DeAndre Hopkins laughed at people at like Julio Jones or Devontae Adams saying that they're the best wide receiver in the NFL right now. So I wanted to do a rapid fire. Who is the best wide receiver in the NFL? Chris. Um, so just, I, I just want to go back for one second before we oh, move yeah. on to this topic and, and, uh, just go on to what Kyle was saying. Cause I was going to say the exact same thing as Kyle, uh, about the dolphins. Xavier Howard has been an animal, uh, listen to this from next gen stats. Uh, Deandre Hopkins has been held without a target in the first half with Xavier Howard shadowing him on 13 to 15 routes and, he entered Hopkins entered week nine with the fourth highest target rate in the NFL. And he was held without a target for the entire first half. So, uh, Xavier Howard just completely, completely shut him down. Um, and I don't want to go first on, re- on receiver. So somebody else can go. <laughs> I'll go first. Uh, Devonte Adams, Andrew. Okay. I was gonna say Devonte. I'll go. Uh, we can be the same. We don't need to just, you don't need to take picks to, Take a different one. I'd say Devontae or DK Metcalf right now, honestly. Okay. Eric? A healthy Julio Jones. Josh? I'm going to go DK Metcalf as well. Kyle? Hey, your best ability is your availability. DK Metcalf for sure. I like Chris that. Chris Lusich? Um, just seeing how much it opened things up with the offense today, um, Michael Thomas. Um, but... Also, uh, I think Stephon Diggs is irreplaceable for that Bills offense as well. He's been huge for them this year. Big, uh, one of the best signings definitely of the offseason. Um, let's go into our next game. The I think all of you bet on the Ravens to beat the Colts, and I took the Colts, and you guys were right. The <laughs> Colts win 24-10. to 10. Um, Ravens didn't look perfect, but again, Phil down the stretch did not look good. Uh, just so slow and just the play. It was when they got a turnover and then the first play he threw a pick right back. I mean, I'm sorry, but, but we've seen that so many times with the charges. It's like right when you get your high uh, and it's just it's so annoying. Yeah, um, that was so the it turned the game. Um, I will go to. Uh, Kyle, how are you feeling about the Ravens going forward in this season? Um, I feel like this game, their defense really kind of became uh, – that was a big factor in the second half. They didn't allow any points in the second half against Indy. They had some nice halftime adjustments. Still very concerned about that offense. Um, um, Des Bryant getting three snaps today. Obviously, that's not really a, a – I thought maybe this was a big signing for them to get a good wide receiver. 
obviously it's not really. Um, just want to maybe be a threat at some point. But that offense is really slowing down, and I don't like that at all, especially when you start getting the playoffs and most playoff games come down to a shootout. How are they going to handle that? You know, and we saw mm-hmm. last year with the Titans, as soon as the Titans got up big, they couldn't keep up with them. So um, I'm still pretty concerned, but I still think at the same time, you know, it was a good win coming off of a, a tough loss to uh, Pittsburgh from the week before. All right. Uh, anybody have anything else on this game before we move on? All right, we will move on then. Um, next game I want to talk about before we start just looking at the playoff picture um, because there were some games today that just weren't very interesting, so we don't need to spend too much time on them because we already dedicated time to them with the picks earlier in the week. Um, but I just want to go into the Chiefs-Panthers game, which obviously affected all of us because um, not all of us, but most of us love to bet the Chiefs minus the spread every week. I know Andrew, Kyle, and I seem to, and Josh does a fair amount of the time. Um, just an annoying annoying um like backdoor cover there by the Panthers obviously um I thought the Panthers actually did show that they're not terrible and again like how I talked about Teddy Bridgewater uh, I thought he played well in the loss today um big dog and then we'll go to Rick uh what are you worried at all about this just a 33-31 victory for the Chiefs or are you just thinking they're not taking it that serious what are you thinking it's got to get, I mean, it's got to be boring at some point where they just win and everything. It just, I mean, they were up by 10, 11 points. And then, like you said, it was a backdoor cover. They had the game in control. Even when they were losing, it wasn't worried. Yeah, Eric, you uh, consistently bring up how you think we don't give enough love to the Steelers on here. With that narrow victory for the Chiefs, how close of a margin do you think it is between those this Chiefs team and the Steelers team this year? tough to say i think the steelers have had a pretty easy uh schedule so far and they haven't really had many tough games i'd like to see them play a few more tough games before i make that decision i I mean i I don't think you can you can doubt the chiefs too heavily right now Mm -hmm. they've shown time and time again that they're the best team they did lose the raiders though which is kind of worrisome but um I'd, I'd, i'd have to say they're Definitely number two, but just like right behind the Chiefs. Um, Josh, uh, <clears throat> Panthers. It looked like they enjoyed having Christian McCaffrey back. Thoughts? Yeah, I was, I was waiting for that. Yeah. Um, for the record, um, I was I was the one that was against betting the spread because I thought the the Panthers are going to be pretty feisty. They put McCaffrey back in this offense. Been saying this for weeks. Yeah, yeah. Th- I thank you, thank you. Um, I yeah. Flipped off from from B Rob there, um, that's fair. Uh, I I think really this Panthers team is feisty though. I've I've been saying it all season long. I I think my the whole Mike Davis you take ruined was... it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait, 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 didn't we all say it's going to be his fault when they win? When they did? Oh my god, damn yes. his fault. That's exactly yes. right. What the hell? Uh, you did? Gosh, what the fuck? That was your fault. That backdoor. Um, I tried to advise you guys against Josh. uh, Josh, before we move on, I I would just like to know, do you have any words to say to Stephen Young? He had some harsh words for you last podcast. Uh, Just I want you to say something to him. Just get some uh, harmony in the air or maybe you could attack him. Let's see. What do you have to say to Stephen? Good guy. Good guy, by the way. I I really just pity him. Honestly, after the whole Lions show out this week, I kind of just there's nothing I need to say. 
Honestly, oh, like you just I made a dangerous enemy, Josh. I know, I know. <laughs> I, Giants beat the Washington. He's gonna come back. That's all I'm saying. He's gonna. He's, all I'm, he's ready. What I mean is, I just don't want to ruin his day anymore because I understand. I understand. I'm I'm a Clippers fan too, and it's been fucking torture. No, he's gonna make well. fun of the Clippers. On the, uh, Absolutely, you just giving him ammo. Come right, right I'm, gonna, I'm gonna let you stop talking because Steven will put you in a, a burial. <laughs> um, <laughs> AFC NFC playoff picture, guys, before we wrap up and talk about Monday night football. Um, Josh, can you go ahead and give us the division leaders in the AFC and NFC? Yeah, absolutely. So um the Bills, obviously the AFC East, seven and two. But Dolphins nipping at the heels, though. They're only two games back. Uh so I mean they still have they haven't played the Bills yet. So I mean they still have a two game series. That'll be interesting. So that's all they need to make up the ground if the if they can sweep that series. Uh, Steelers, 8-0. But honestly, this division is still pretty close because uh, nobody talked about the Browns earlier in the AFC wildcard race. But they're 5-3, and three, very much alive there as well. Uh, Titans, 6-2 and two in the AFC South. Uh, one game ahead of the Colts. AFC West, the Kansas City Chiefs. Only two games up as well. There are two and a half games, I think it is. Uh, for uh, in the AFC West against the Raiders, and then on to the NFC. Wait, what have... are the Raiders' record? What's the Raiders' record right now? Five, five and three. three. Five and three. And they do have a win against the Chiefs. So I mean, they potentially Chargers have, have the ground. Yeah. Oh, real nice. Um, real thank nice. you. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, wait, really quick, Kyle. Yeah, this motherfucker just texted me a fucking smiley face. It's just hit me <laughs> <a fan. laughs> I was sitting next to Eric. I was like, "What the fuck?" Like, fuck you, just Kyle. Like, <laughs> just a smiley face is all you needed. <laughs> uh, sorry. Go on, Josh. Yeah. Um. NFC. We got the NFC East. The uh, the NFC least, as Chris calls them. So we'll, let's stick with that. I like that. Um. Three, four, and one. For the Eagles, they have a chance of getting to uh, 500 next week. So, I, fuck, I, I honestly don't know what to make of that. Is it truly uh, 500 if they have a tie? That's or a are good they question. Like 499. Yeah. I feel like yeah. <laughs> What's that called, math people? <laughs> We're then, making uh, nine or. <laughs> We got the Packers, and I honestly, my my prediction is they're going to start running away because the Bears are on the decline clearly. Oof, but six and yeah, two, dude. they're in uh, in the lead in the NFC North. Uh, the NFC South, this is an interesting race between the Saints and Bucks. Saints swept the series though, so they're six and two leading the series or uh, a division. And then finally, the NFC West is Seattle Seahawks still at six and two, only a game up from the Cardinals. So all right. Good, uh, a good little midseason check-in. Thank you for that, Josh. Um, any thoughts on those records? Yeah, Chris. Um, yeah, I just uh, we haven't talked much about them, but they looked absolutely great today. And it might just be because they were playing against the Lions, but the Vikings looked really good um, today, in my opinion. I thought, I thought, you know, they had it working on the defensive side. You know, obviously, did Dalvin Cook is just another, you know unworldly talent but uh but yeah i thought that they you know looked pretty well rounded today um you know when they would flip to him on red zone it felt like they were getting a chunk play every single time on offense and i'll be interested to see once they're against a little bit more competitive defense um you know how they how they fare it on the offensive side of the ball because that's been the issue this year so um with the bears 
looking the way that they did this week. It'll be interesting to see how the so Vikings are able to uh, to you know creep up and maybe steal a spot in the uh, NFC playoffs. Mm-hmm, Josh, so gun to your head, I was just going to ask around: Do you, Bears or Vikings? Um, Vikings. Vikings, 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 yeah. unless the Bears switch to Mitch Trubisky. Oh uh, yeah! Wow, we're doing the switch. The switch back. The I never wanted up. Mitch to be taken out. I, I never I, said I take out Trubisky. I think Matt Nagy just sucks. They're so bad. They have the worst offensive play calls I've seen of all time. So, He's so yeah. bad. Here's my take on the Bears: is I feel like he the excuse for Matt Nagy to be so quote unquote like creative with his offense is because the quarterback play hasn't been good, and now I mean. I, the quarterback play still isn't very good, but I still feel like he's playing like he has a bad quarterback in there, and I don't know why. Like just just play like you have a normal fucking quarterback. He literally like downfield. It's two yard passes all day, every, every day, time. And an HP it, day. He, it's they're playing like they have a good defense, but eventually that defense is going to give out on them. I, they're just going to fucking revolt. It's going to be a civil war. <laughs> Yeah. Um. All right. Moving on. Uh. We are going to this week. We did what? What's the name of our shitty game of the week thing, Chris? Uh. The Charmin Ultra Bowl. The Charmin <laughs> Ultra Bowl of the week, where we will bet on the worst game each week, and all the guys will um put our best bets on the line. Kyle, the only one who took the Giants in our first edition of it, uh, got the Giants plus two and a half. Right, Kyle? Plus two and a half. That's and, right. Um. They won outright. <laughs> Kyle loved. So, just for the record. God, <laughs> Just for the record. Unbelievable. Wow, oh. that was brutal. Not one, not one there will be a beep the there. there will or be, outside of the there podcast, will be a beep. just to clarify. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Um, it, all right. Wow, that just... Um, <laughs> sorry, B-Rob. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm just gonna write the time of that statement. We're shook. Uh, We're shook. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh my God, dude! <laughs> uh, okay, guys, we bad. were. On, I didn't have to edit any part of the podcast until just this last thirty well, seconds. There was a couple bleeping out. We had to we had to bleep out what Chris really said for a couple. Of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> all right um jesus <laughs> fucking christ um all right god damn it rick <laughs> all right we're just gonna let's go into our charm and ultra bowl and then monday night so rick. Good luck. all right <laughs> it's time to check back in on our charm and ultra bowl uh game of the week kyle got the w at the giants plus two and a half with the uh game against the washington football team so he is one and oh everyone else is zero and one um, so right now we are going to choose the game for next week. Um, does anyone have the schedule out in front of us? Josh, everyone does. Um, <laughs> we'll, go to, uh, we'll go to Andrew. <laughs> Let's see here. I am thinking right now. Oh, God. There's two. I mean, we got once yeah, again. Read off, read off your best picks for it. I would do. I mean, it's. I'd rather watch Washington and the Lions. I'm going to say that because I don't want to do that SD East again. Kyle, I got. We got to go New York Giants again. Oh, hosting God, the, no, hosting no, the, Phil- yeah, hosting the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles. The bat- that's, that's, they flex this that's game a battle. Sunday. That's a battle for first place, right? 
But when, when, does that disqualify it being in the Charmin yeah, Ultra Ball? I think that's, a, that's a wild card race. Oh, that's, that's, that's a good call. That's a good call. That's an important <laughs> game. I, would, I, I think I'll go out on a limb and say that the Detroit Lions-Washington Redskins game has zero playoff implications. Washington <laughs> football team, thank you very much. Oh, excuse me. Um, Chris. Hey, Washington's ahead of the Giants. Give a little respect. Two and six, two and seven. They haven't had the bye week yet. So, um, Chris, <laughs> are you seeing anything else uh, that we are missing? Or we do we like the idea of Lions um, Washington football team? Eric, do you like that one? Yeah, Jesus Christ, I have to bet this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Chris, Chris, any other options? Um, no, it's gotta be. It's it, no, I, I don't give. I don't care. Uh, like I said when I enacted this law, um, there. Every week, it's going to be an NFC least game. I know it. In one way or another, one of those four Charmin teams are going to be involved in in the Charmin Bowl, and it's got to be it's got to be Washington Detroit. The score of this game could be three to two. It could be a baseball game. It could be one of the worst games that we've seen the entire year. So I think we have to go with Washington Detroit in my opinion it, it, it's just it's clear as day and 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 who who in the world feels comfortable laying three and a half with the with the lions because I, I I do not Steven Young I took the lions <laughs> the Colts yeah, that's tough Andrew yeah. alright uh, so yeah we'll have that on our best bets uh, pod on Thursday um, gentlemen before we wrap up let's quickly take a look at tomorrow's Monday night football preview um, we will take a look at our best bet records and have all that set on our next show. But again, a reminder, you can add to your best bet slate with picks on the Sunday night podcast for the Monday night football game. Um, the game. This is a shit show. Patriots yeah. at Jets. Patriots are favored by 10. You can get the Jets money line at plus 340 over under at 41 and a half. Um, Joe Flacco is starting for the Jets. <laughs> So that's something to look forward to tomorrow night. Um, does anyone have a strong play on this game? What's the spread again? What's ten. the line? Pats minus 10. <laughs> Jets minus 10. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is this, that by that? Uh, wait, go ahead, Josh. Yeah, I was going to say this should have been potentially the Sharman game as well. Honestly, this game sucks. Maybe the under. What's it, What was the under? Sorry, forty-one no, and a like half. Forty-one. Yeah. Ugh, ugh. I don't feel. Yeah. No. All right. So no one is going to be adding to best bets. It would seem, based on that reaction. I will, however, be adding. I have a play. It is a prop. Can I use a prop as a best bet? Sure. Doesn't I count so. record though. Well, if I give it out, I think it should count. Yeah. yeah. I'm kidding. If you I'm list kidding. it yeah. before the game, it should count. Okay. I have a prop. I have a a plus one thirty-five Rex Burkhead to score a touchdown. I oh, don't good. know what this yeah. game. I think Rex Burkhead's good. I think the Patriots win, but I don't trust them to win by enough. So I think they ground and pound. I'll take Burkhead. Uh, Christo, do you have anything? I mean, it's so gross. But how the over under is forty one and a half, mm-hmm. and the Jets are getting ten. If you if you if you need to bet on this game because you're an absolute degenerate, then you have to <laughs> ten points. Which, of course, I'll probably be doing, but there's no other way. You you can't, you, you, what do you, you can't, you feel comfortable laying 10 with the Patriots after they look 
No but way. The Jets. The Jets are one. Oh, that's. Oh, How man. can you take the Jets it's right bad. now? Either? Man, I'm glad this game's on ESPN so the voice will be on NBC. Back to back weeks, huh? Uh, you got to do best bets on the voice? Uh, no, no, no best bets. We're still in live auditions. All right. Well, we'll have to cover that when we get to that point. Um, Kyle, Eric, anything on this game before we wrap it up? Uh, Who wants I'll... to take the Jets? Come on. Somebody wants to take the Jets with me. You you want to take it, Andrew? Plus ten and a half. <laughs> Plus, Plus ten. ten and a half is Plus the line going No, I need that. No, no I need ten and a half. Win. I'm not betting on Joe Flacco. I'm sorry. <laughs> all right. I like um, the points, but absolutely not. There's the I, look on I, all your guys' faces explains it all. Everyone is just purely disgusted by this game. <laughs> uh, Christo. This game is absolutely disgusting. So uh, in a look ahead to next week, um, just a couple of things I wanted to point out. Um, first of all, they just released the opening lines um, for next week's game. Um, and New Orleans, San Francisco is traveling to New Orleans. Um, and New Orleans is laying seven. The same number that the Packers were laying against the Niners this week. Oh, so... That isn't that's an interesting number to look at for me. Um and then what was the other one I wanted to look at? Um let's see. Uh New England is only getting six and a half against Baltimore next week. So um you know, I if we think that the the Patriots might roll the Jets and you know it might inflate you know uh, you know inflate or deflate that line depending on what you mm-hmm. think is gonna uh you know happen in the game there's a potential to get the baltimore ravens laying less than a touchdown which is uh which is always interesting to me and then this is the most interesting line of the week to me I, the rams are laying one point taking on the seahawks wow. hmm. oh yeah you know what i'm doing so what is a that? bounce back win too for Russ? That's money. I like yeah. that a lot. Double down on this one. Double down to make up for my losses this week. Well, I literally <laughs> just one ten to even as I did that. So that one, and then the last one I wanted to mention. It is a primetime game, and I, I know Kirk Cousins is at the helm, but uh, the Bears the the Bears are getting two and a half in Chicago, taking on the Vikings. But uh, I don't know. Can, can the Vikings beat the Bears by a field goal? That this should I, have been in the Charm of Ultra Bowl. That's yeah. what I was I was gonna say that too. It's a, it's a, nom- it's a nomination, but I, don't, I feel like we can't do. I feel like the Charm Ultra Bowl has to be like, you know, one of the one of the games on Sunday, yeah. like mm-hmm. not one of the primetime games. Yeah, yeah. Know? This game actually has playoff implications. The the Vikings Bears crazy, game, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Okay, um, gentlemen, thank you so much for joining, Eric. Thank you for coming on tonight. Um, uh, looking ahead, we'll have the Thursday episode, and then we're going to have the Pineapple Couch. Uh, the crew is going to be actually Josh and Andrew will be up oh, in the Bay Area, so we're going to be doing um, a lot of content this weekend, maybe a video, who knows. Ooh. Um, but we'll, we will see. Uh, gentlemen, as always, thank you so much for being on. Nice to have us. See you. All right. And yeah, and we'll be back on Thursday. God bless. Fire Anthony Lynn. Ha, ha, ha.
Hey, he said, Anthony Lynn said they've been punched in the gut six times this year because they've had six really close Anthony losses. Lynn, that just go away. Wait, just wait, wait. Go the fuck. Oh, what do you have to say about him? Would Would you rather be punched in the gut six times or stabbed in the lung once? <laughs> stabbed in the lung once. And then go have this two point conversion and get fucking drilled. All right, if this I had Herbert, maybe I'd want to get stabbed. <laughs> we'll see you guys next time. Thank you.